loving God. We thank you for the blessed time of worship and fellowship. Lord, be present in our midst. As we meditate upon your living word, we humbly ask you to speak to us, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Dearly beloved, <clears throat> once again, I greet you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Lord has enabled us to gather here in this holy place to worship him and give all glory to him. Particularly, the Lord has enabled us to enter into another new month. God has been with us in the past nine months and blessed us. And this is again another blessed month in which we are going to celebrate our Harvest Festival. So let us unitedly glorify his holy name. Today I would like to share with you on the theme, United to Witness. Particularly I've chosen this topic basically because we recently celebrated the formation of CSI on 27th September and we have come up to 76 years from the time we started CSI. Let me share a few experience before I deal with the topic. <clears throat> Once a person asked me why there are so many CSA churches in Persuakam, Veperi, and Egmore area. Particularly, he said, in one street we have a missionary chapel, and the next road we have the Harudra Memorial Church, and close to that we have St. Paul's, and very near to that we have St. Matthias's, and of course in Chulai we have St. Andrew's. Okay, if you take the Egmore, we have Wesley Church, St. Andrew's Kirk, and John the Baptist on the other side of the station. Why so many churches in the same denomination, CSI? Then I told him, see, CSI is not one denomination. It's a united church. Four denominations got together. Then I said, see, missionary chapel, they belong to congregational denomination where people took decision as a whole. And they didn't have bishops. And of course, like Presbyterian St. Andrews Kirk and St. Andrews in Chulai, they belong to Presbyterian denomination. In fact, they hated bishops. They didn't have bishops. They didn't like the word bishop. Of course, St. Paul's, St. Matthias's, and John the Baptist, they come under Anglican tradition. They had bishop, they venerated him. Whenever you meet the bishop, you have to kneel before him and kiss the ring as they do in Roman Catholic Church. Then we have Harudra, Wesley Church. They all belong to Methodist denomination. Each denomination which came from Europe or America, they established their own branch churches here in Chennai, particularly in Prasavakam area, because the Christian population was more in this part of Chennai. 
That's the reason why we have so many CSA churches within the same area. Now, these four denominations, Anglicans, Presbyterian, Congregationalists, and the Methodists, join together and we form one united church. Now, if you look at our congregation, we have a mixed congregation. You would have noticed, even in this worship, <clears throat> some people come and bow down before the altar, before they read the scripture. But many of them don't. And look at the practice that we have in uh, reading the psalm. See, at the end, there are two ways of concluding it. One, the Methodist way. Another one, Anglican way. One Methodist way is that at the end, we all read the last verse and finish the psalm. There ends. In Anglican churches, they said, no, no, no. Psalms are uh, songs praising God. You always have to conclude it with praise to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Basically, because Psalms are taken from the Old Testament, which is in fact the scripture for the Jewish people. So there is no trinity in the Old Testament. So we have to say glory to Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's where we went. Now we have a mixture here. So in this way, we know that uh, as part of CSI, we mixed different traditions. Why am I wearing this towel or surplus or cassock? Because in Methodist tradition, the pastor just used to wear the suit, the clerical collar, and used to conduct the Holy Communion service. Since we have become part of CSI, we have taken many meaningful practices and put together and we form one church. In fact, when CSI was formed, people were looking at it very closely, people from all over this world, whether they will stay together at least for 30 years. Now we have crossed 76 years. We are strong, really strong. CSI is the largest Protestant denomination in the whole of India. We should never, never forget that. Next to the Roman Catholic, we are the strongest one, the largest one. And we praise God for that. Another important thing that I would like to say is that unity is God's will. They realized it when we were about to get independence. As I said, I would like to share with you a bird's view of the whole church history very briefly. Initially, the apostles started establishing churches in different parts of the world. And they were independent churches. Wherever they went, they formed a church and left the church in the in charge of elders, that's all. And the unifying factor was the apostles. They went around like superintendents and visited various churches. But initially, churches were independent churches. Then in the third century, 
there emerged two clusters. One, Western Catholics. Then, Eastern Orthodox. They had many differences between them. Then, in 16th century onwards, we Protestants protested against the Roman Catholic structure and system and belief and doctrines and we came away and we formed the third major cluster. At that time, many denominations emerged. Protestant churches got divided into Anglicans, Methodists, Presbyterians, and Congregationalists, Salvation Army, Pentecostals. When they got divided, they established different churches in different parts of this world. Now, what happened in India? God sent his own apostle to India, St. Thomas. They say he established churches. In Kerala, they still show certain churches. But we don't know what happened to the churches that St. Thomas established in Tamil Nadu. Then after that, in 16th century, Roman Catholics came. They established churches. Then from 18th century onwards, Protestant missionaries came. And in 1706, Ziegenbalk was the first to establish a church, a Protestant church in Trankabar. Before that, Anglicans had a church um, built in 1680 in St. Mary's Fort. That was the first church. And then many churches emerged. Now what happened? Why we have to have form CSI? You must understand the formation of CSI with definite background. We had political, social, religious, and financial reasons for forming CSI. Politically, yes, there's going to be a transfer of leadership. The independence was imminent. After the First World War, people started talking about United Church in India because the church realized soon the political leadership will move on to the majority of the people, the Hindus. They are going to rule us. Then the Britishers or the Americans or Europeans, they will leave this country so far, we have been receiving foreign funds. Once that stops, we are on our own. Then socially, we are in minority. Someone is going to be the majority. And they will try to impose their ideology, their own religion upon other people. Then the church leader said, what happens to us if we remain divided? Let's come together. We have to pool our resources. We have to form one church. After all, Jesus prayed for unity of 
his own disciples particularly they picked up one verse in john chapter 17 verse 21 let they all may be one that they all may be one jesus prayed for our unity and they said only this people csi people have re- really heard the voice of jesus and fulfill the wish of jesus christ because nowhere in this world even now i would say even now nowhere in the world the episcopal churches and non episcopal churches have come together and formed one united church now some of you may ask what is this episcopal and non episcopal you are talking in technical words episcopal means those who had bishops non episcopal means those who hated bishops okay now these four denominations out of this four denomination presbyterians and congregationalists they come under non episcopal st andrews missionary chapel all lms churches they come under non episcopal and with regard to anglicans of course they have bishop episcopal what about methodist methodist wesleyan methodist british methodist we form a more or less a pattern in between anglicans and presbyterians we had our own bishop but we did not venerate them we respected them we had bishops as a unifying figure so we said okay we can accept a bishop as a unifying figure not more than that the episcopals believed in priesthood of certain people they had bishops they had canons they had uh, priests deacons everything it's a structure whereas here the non episcopal they had only elders presbyterian said okay we will have point certain elders let them run the country the run the church the congregational said no 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 we don't want elders we don't want this pastoral committee or lcc no let the whole congregation decide after the worship service we will all sit and we, we will decide everything that's why in csi constitution we have the idea of having general body meeting so we know that god has brought us together to form one church now with regard to the longing of god for unity i would like to share briefly share with what divides us what divides us doctrinal differences anglicans believed certain people could be ordained consecrated set apart for conducting the worship celebrate the sacrament whereas the methodist presbyterian congregation they believed priesthood of all believers 
everyone can pray anyone who baptized in the name of the father son and the holy spirit who are called to do god's ministry can pronounce benediction can pronounce absolution you can pray for the whole church that's why we have the litany we ask the congregation to offer the litany that's why you read the passages in anglican church they won't let the congregation members to read the passages and particularly gospel no one else except by the ordained person so there were many differences that divides us of course we have liturgical differences practices traditions so many other things and now we are divided based on certain favorite practices now i'm just want to compare csi with other churches there are favorite practices that the other churches the particular churches will not leave for example roman catholic church they will never stop worshiping mary or worship idols baptist they won't give baptism to the children only adults pentecostals they hold on to speaking in tongues unless you speak in tongues you are not saved then csi of course we have our own favorite things structure committees election so many other things we won't leave it so each one hold on to their own favorite things and get divided get divided it's a sad situation god wanted us to be one but we are divided but at the same time we should realize unity doesn't mean uniformity coming together there could be some certain points of coming together and working together i will come to that little later now let me move on to the bible verses the scripture portion that we have read today there we see how the lord wants us to be together whether it's unity in a church a local church or unity with other churches we have to think about that too whenever we talk about ecumenism we have to talk about unity within a church because there are a lot of threats to the unity of the church within a church and with other churches so i would like to emphasize how the lord wants us to be united on what basis we have four passages read to us today the first one ezekiel chapter 37 where even at the old testament time the lord clearly said my people my chosen people my holy people should come together i don't want divisions and he asked ezekiel to take two sticks right on one stick joseph the other one judah one represent one state the southern kingdom and the other one the northern kingdom people my people got divided now bring the two sticks together in your hand 
it will become one stick. And he said, this is what I am going to do. People are divided between Judah and Ephraim. The northern kingdom and southern kingdom. I am going to bring them together. So unity is from God. The second passage that we have, of course, Ephesians chapter 4, where we read St. Paul telling us clearly that we have many things that bring us together. For example, let me read from uh, verse 4. There is one body, one spirit. So there is one body as a church. Then we have one spirit. Then the same verse he says, we have one hope. In verse 5, one Lord. We don't have different lords. We have only one Lord, Jesus Christ. One faith. One baptism. One God and Father of all. So these are the things that bring us together. We should realize that. Then in the psalm, we read about the house of God. That means the church brings us together. We live in different parts of this area in Chennai or elsewhere. And God has brought us together in this holy place. So realize the church brings us together. Never, never underestimate the importance of the church. As St. Paul puts it, don't leave the fellowship of the church. God wants us. He wants us to be united. If you read uh, Psalm 133, there again, the psalmist says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Don't get divided. The sad part in CSI is that whenever we have the election, I'm not just talking about this church, wherever we have this election in CSI, people get divided. Divided into different groups. And it will take some time to get come together, get this unity, till the time the pastor has a tough time. <laughs> I say this. <laughs> I've been in different churches. I'm completing my 40th year in my ministry next year. So I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I really feel sad. I pray for the unity of the church. We all should come together. It's a one family. Church is a family. We call each other uncle, auntie, brothers and sisters. That's all, okay? So God wants this unity. The church brings us together. The fourth one, of course, John chapter 17, there the Lord says, Lord is addressing God the Father. Father, as you are in me, as I am in you, let them all be in us. Let them all be one. Now, having realized that we have to come together. Let me talk about this unity at three levels. One, within a church. How to promote unity in a church? Only God can bring us together. 
So we have to pray for unity. Only the Spirit of God can bring us together. And the Spirit of God brings us together by giving or pouring God's love in our heart. God's love in our heart. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I clearly tell you, if you want unity in the church, start sharing love with each other. God will provide an opportunity to share your love with other people. When I came here, they said many people uh, stopped coming to our church. Yes, we have to go and reach out to them. Find out the reason. Pray with them in their homes and bring them in. Even if when somebody after the election stopped coming to the church, reach out to them. Bring them in. Only the Spirit of God, only love can bring unity within a church. Only when we come together, we could be very strong people. United we stand, divided we fall. Let me quote a few verses. For example, H.W. Longfellow, he says, All your strength is in union, and all your danger is in discord. Dr. Verset Hooft, he says, church unity is like peace. Church unity is like peace. We are all for it. We are all for it. But, he says, we are not willing to pay the price. Unity doesn't come just like that. You reach out to other people. Bring them in. And we will have unity. Now, with regard to other churches, as somebody said, I don't think Roman Catholics, Lutherans, CSI, Baptists will come together. No. We may not have the organizational unity. But we can come together in the name of Jesus Christ. In 2002, I was in St. Andrew's Kirk. At that time, the state government brought in an ordinance to stop preaching the word of God, evangelistic activities. They said, we are converting by force, which is very false, or through allurement, which is again a false. And we called all the Christian people to gather in one place. The place chosen was St. Andrew's Kirk. I was the pastor at the time. All denominations came on that day. Roman Catholics, Protestants. Of course, many of the Pentecostal didn't turn up. But all the other denominations gathered. At the time, I climbed the stairs and went on top of the church. Where I had the aerial view of the people who are gathered there. In one place, the Roman Catholic nuns, they had their own costumes and they were sitting together. The Salvation Army, they have their own dress and they were sitting together. The Lutherans, CSI, pastors in cassock, all of them were sitting in the same ground. And I said, it's really sad that the non-Christians 
made us to come together. Only when we have threat, we come together. I said, Lord, this should not be the case. Help us to come together through love, in unity, to glorify your holy name, just to please you. Lord, we should come together. Now, there should be a purpose for our unity. That is to witness. Where we can come together to witness. Whether it be in a local church or with other churches. Only when we have a common purpose, we can come together. There are five functions of uh, a church. One is worship. Come together. We will unitedly worship God. Number two, fellowship. Yes, when we come together, we have fellowship with each other. We talk to each other. We pray for each other. Number three, we are called to witness. That is, tell Jesus Christ to other people. And witness that God is living among us. And fourth, confession. You, by confessing your faith, you share your with, unity with other people and proclaim your unity and show the unity to other people. Of course, by service. We come together, we serve the people, the unfortunate one, the oppressed, then we come together. So, dear brothers, God wants unity within a church, with other churches. Holy Spirit will give us this unity. As a mark of accepting this, shall we all rise up and hold our hands with other people and sing the chorus, bind us together. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together. Shall we all stand? Sam can give the key or something. Okay, it's okay. <clears throat> yeah, let's hold hands. Sorry, I am on top. Hold hands. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together. With cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with love. There is only one God. There is only one King. There is only one body. That's why we sing. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with thoughts that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with love. There is only one God. There is only one
you for this blessed time. Lord, thank you for giving us the mind to dedicate ourselves for the church unity. Lord, you brought four denominations together and formed one church, the Church of South India. Lord, even as we gathered here, we humbly ask you to give us unity in our church. Help us to have oneness of mind. Help us to come together, not just for the sake of coming together, but doing your ministry, O oh Lord. Your will on this earth, O oh Lord. Yes, Master, you have called us to witness in this world. Help us to come together and show to this world that we are the children of living God. We can love each other in the midst of all the differences. All the differences in the opinions too. Yes, Lord, forgive us. We know that we are sinners. We make mistakes. We do something that divides people. Lord, forgive us at this time, right now, O oh Lord, and bring us together. Bring us together so that we could unitedly witness, bear witness to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.